Hello and welcome to the Fizzle Show. Connecting you to ideas, people, and tools to help you make an independent living doing something that you care about without burning out. Every Friday, we publish another conversation about entrepreneurship, building a thriving audience, and the battle of supporting yourself doing something that you care about. Your hosts are, there are three of us, Corbett Barr, he's the experienced one, Barrett Brooks, he's the most likely to succeed one, (laughs) and me, that's Chase Reeves, the emotional one, but he's pretty good at design, so we keep him around one. (laughs) In this episode, for the last six episodes... From number 100 to 105, we revealed the six-stage small business roadmap, all right? It was a stage-by-stage, step-by-step, 10,000-foot view of building a business. They weren't the six stages that your business will go through automatically, right? They were the six stages you want your business to go through so that you and your idea are best set up for success as you define it, okay? So that was the last five, uh, or rather six episodes. And we got a ton of great feedback from you on those shows and the roadmap at large. And so in this episode, uh, we wanted to sort of answer the four common questions that we heard from the comments on those episodes, as well as reveal a few changes that we actually made to the roadmap based on your feedback. So... Let's get into that conversation. You can follow along at home at fizzleshow.co slash 106. Hey guys, we're back. And we are? We're, we're back. back. We're back. And we're back. Back in the saddle again. Back from Mexico, back from the roadmap. This is the first episode after the roadmap. Mm-hmm. We've given people sort of a, a, a week b- between here and there to let simmer in, in the juices. Yep. Express your natural oils, <laughs> as my friend in the garlic industry would say. <laughs> you wow. know what I mean? Yep. You just want to stew it around, saute it a little bit. Really coming in hot here. Well, huh? it depends it depend on if you want to make gumbo. <laughs> You're coming in hot. Yeah, we're going hot, coming hot. Because your town down in Louisiana, I'm going to make it hot. I'm going to make gumbo, I'm going to make spicy. If you never want to take gumbo, you know, never do alligators. It's never going to be a good time. We're going to do it. Anyway, we're back to the podcast. <laughs> I just love that <laughs> cadence, like <laughs> so stupid. They kind of all run together. Why am I such a dumb person? I'm so know. easily like enthused by things. Were you born like that? I think I was dropped like that. Like oh, I was yeah. probably an accountant before. Lindy did mention something before I was dropped. I was dropped in love. My mom still loves me, but she dropped me. Mm. I'm sure mm. that's what, what was your line today about uh, if you hadn't been raised on chicken McNuggets. <laughs> She's she's a mom doing doing the best she can. You know, yeah. dad was traveling a lot, doing some work. Comes to Hamnida, you know that's Korean for hi. How are you? Comes to Hamnida. <laughs> <laughs> the best was watching your lips. <laughs> While you to, comes to Hamnida. It was just like, like I a, wish the listeners could see how much spittle is already on your oh my mic. God, I know it's impressive. Check that, check that. I, I I absolutely spit when I talk. You never want. I'm like Shamu. You don't want to be in the first three uh, rows. <laughs> I'm glad you asked me that question. It's, it's the Seattle Supersonics have been around for a really long time, Jim, and it's a very good franchise. Well, we got it. We just did a lot of work, and normally we, we need like to like off gas. We have to like decompress. Yeah, that was a lot of oil. work between from ninety nine to one hundred five yeah. episodes. Yeah, ninety nine. You guys, if you haven't listened to ninety nine, go check it out. Yeah. It's amazing. 
Jason, episode ninety nine fizzleshow.co slash ninety nine. That was fun because that was the first episode that well, second episode. Well, actually, no, first episode that I got to just sit back and listen to because I had no hand in at yeah. all. And yeah. it was it was fun. It was a treat. Uh and then from one hundred to one oh five, if you guys haven't listened to that, today we're gonna be sort of summing yeah. that stuff you're gonna, up. You're gonna want to. We spent six episodes dedicated to one topic, mm-hmm. which was this idea of what if there was a roadmap for building a small business yeah. from start to finish? Mm-hmm. What would that look like? And could we implement that for fizzlers? Because mm-hmm. people have said, I wish there was like some sort of checklist. And we've been kind of like on the fence. Well, because, yeah, because, because what we're trying to do is we're trying to, you know, sausageify making a business and making a business is not like you know finishing a mile you don't just necessarily right. put one step in front of the other and and then and then you get there there's a lot of checks and balances Ambiguity. along the way a lot of art yep. a lot of like it's not science it's not like they're like snowflakes yeah, it, it's not just engineering but there's a lot of stuff that can be engineered and we've seen and there's no guarantees we've seen possibly more more of these independent small business stories than anyone else out there and we've seen it happen over and over and over but more importantly like like we've been around during the tough parts for so many people, mm-hmm. the emotional, like late night type of stuff, like the whole, like, you know, there was a forum uh, thread the other day, like, hey, I'm about to quit. Yeah. I am about to quit. And it's a process of like understanding and resetting your expectations based on the real world versus what you want and what you expected and what you thought. Do you yep. know what I mean? Yep. And that's what this roadmap to me is so, is so amazing for. And why we've got so many, it's been received so amazingly. Be- yeah. Because people are like, dude, this, it's pretty amazing to know, like, that's five amazings in a row. Uh, it's pretty great. Uh, it's, uh, it's significant. Fantastic. In- interesting. Stupendous. Stupendous. Feels very good. Yeah. Uh, it's almost sexual to know what the next step is. I think so. I think that um, when people quit, it's because they get so heads down on one particular problem and just feel like there's no hope. They don't, yeah. they don't have any idea of what comes next. Yeah. And so this, this whole thing is just, you know, Hopefully, helping you keep the eye on your eye on the progress that you need to be making to get to the next step. Yeah, not just what's right in front of you right now, because that can get pretty. And the ten thousand foot view—that's what a, a handful of people have said in the comments. Uh, like to be able to see things from that like ten thousand foot view thing gives you a lot of perspective. It gives you a ton of perspective. Yep. And my dream with this is that is that you, you were talking about like what are the, what are the moment when people quit? Mm-hmm. I think for me. And the things that I've quit, it's because I just didn't, I didn't have that sense of the perspective of where this was going. You know, I don't know if you get anybody out there has seen the movie Whiplash, but if you haven't, you should see it. It's really good. It's about like what it means to be sort of driven, artistic, you know, have a goal and all this other stuff. But the first five minutes of the movie, when the dad states the theme of it, he says, you need some perspective. The mm-hmm. rest of the movie is about him getting that perspective. And it's about him being a character that's too insane, too insanely driven and too focused on this one little thing. He doesn't realize like that that there's there's this wide range of like of incredible beautiful experiences right in front of him that he's missing out on because he's trying to white knuckle his way through through this stuff. And I see I've done that. I've seen so many fizzlers in that mode of just like, but I don't have that many email subscribers yet, so I'm a failure. It's like no, this is this is how you do this, you know. So hopefully, yeah. hopefully people are finding that in this roadmap. Well, and again, like the just the, the email subscribers thing, and this still happens to us today, where yeah. you feel like. The number of email subscribers isn't you have enough. isn't enough, or that it's like somehow indicative of your overall success in business. Yeah. Just like we do sometimes with with iTunes with reviews, iTunes, I, I just, or, yeah. or you know, and it, or rankings. Yeah, or the rankings, like, not the reviews. Reviews are always great, even when they're like, "Yeah, Chase is a total a hole and a piece of crap," but, but, uh, but the, it's a good show. But the but the roadmaps. Uh, the the point of the roadmap is to show you that 
your email subscriber list or your yeah. iTunes rankings or whatever, that's all just something you're working on so that you can achieve something else later. It's yeah. a means to an end. It's a little moment. Yeah. It's a little moment, and it's a cross-section. It's like you just chop the tree in half, and you're counting the rings, yeah. but you're, this is not the end of this tree unless you actually do and, cut it down. And you know, you you can move on. You start building the email list, and then you can move on to doing other things, mm-hmm. and it's going to simmer and take its time, and you'll figure things out along the way. But some people just get so focused on one step Okay, I'm building a blog, and if the blog doesn't work yeah. out, then my entire business is effed. Right. Or I'm building an email list, and if that doesn't work out, then I'm screwed. And you know what happens is, you know, you realize later that there are a whole lot of different ways. I wouldn't have guessed three years ago that podcasting would be our biggest source of customers. Yeah, that wasn't on our radar. We yeah. blogged and we built an email list. That mm-hmm. was what we did. And along the way, you figure out that. I'm just trying to find people who suffer from this problem or this need or desire yeah. that I have a tool to fill. Yeah. And if they listen to podcasts or if they subscribe to my email list or if I talk to them on the street, mm-hmm. there's all kinds of different ways to find them. Yep. And I like the roadmap it. puts that sort of thing in perspective. So uh, let's talk about a handful of things that we've heard back from. Because what I want to do in this in this episode is we've actually made a change to the roadmap based on a yeah. lot of the feedback. Based a number on some of changes. Of, yeah, and so I want to go through that. But first, let's talk about... So we're going to do nine episodes starting now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is the first of nine episodes. <laughs> we're going to release one every day. Uh, every hour. Sorry, every hour. For, uh, for nine days. So that's uh, practically nine, one, uh, 14 episodes of nine. Yep. It's square. Because we cut each episode into nine parts. Uh, because nine, as you know, is a spiritual number for uh, sentimental sensuality. Sensuality. Okay. I'm going to keep going. No, I'm not. I'm going to stop myself because uh, I am an intelligent person. Um, so here's a handful of things that I that full of self control. Yeah, I, uh, I am and a self awareness bastion of honesty and integrity. Um, there's a handful of things that I've seen come up, and I think we've all seen kind of come up over and over in the comments. Um, let's talk about a few of those and 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 maybe give some quotes from the comments if we if we have them. I'll start here. All right. um, so uh, the skipping around to like a lot of people mention like I'm a little bit in a lot of these. It, that is absolutely where you're supposed to be. Like yeah, that's where all of us would start when the media, like when someone bento gives you this bento box. You go like, well, I want a little bit. Of, I, I've already had some chicken and some rice and some of the salad, and over here, it's like uh, anytime someone gives you something in a box like this, you're not going to always be in in one or the other, right? You know right. What I mean? And and so just to give people an example, um, refresh their memory or whatever. Let's say that you have named your company, which in the version of the roadmap that we were going through would be in the planning. Phase. Yeah. Okay. So let's say you had named your company, but you still haven't really figured out who your audience is. Yeah. And figuring out who your audience is is part of clarity. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have one foot in planning, which is you know the third yeah. step, and one foot in the first. Stage. Or there's several who had who had like launched a product, but they they are like I realize now that I didn't really understand what the problem was I was solving. Yeah. I didn't really know who the audience I was serving and the exact specific problem I was going to help. And them I with. think that's what happens to a lot of us in our first yeah. go round at building a business. Totally. Yeah. We jump right into the building phase. We start tinkering away on a product, and um, I think we've said this a number of times, but. The biggest risk as an entrepreneur that is that you're going to spend weeks or months or years yeah. working on something only to find out in the end that nobody wants it. Yeah. And that's disheartening. That's a good uh, reason to quit yeah. altogether. 
And it just costs you a lot of time and money. Unless right. you understand that you could do that in, in weeks or months instead of like, the, the saddest things when you do it in a, in a couple of years, it takes you a couple of years to realize that. And then you go, well, entrepreneurship isn't for me. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. And that's not true. That just means that this was a, this, this hypothesis, it could have happened a lot quicker. That's what the roadmap is kind of for. It's like, hey, let's test if this idea works with an MVP and an MVA and all these things that we got into. Uh, and then see if it warrants like spending another year building it and then another year after that. Cause, cause it will, it will start to grow on its own when it, when it's the right kind of business for you and for the audience that you've chose. Yeah. Um, Jessica Burr says it, it makes me feel like I skipped around and now I'm in complete confusion uh early on when she was talking about the different stages of it and she goes on to talk about how i think it was uh it started to make more sense and bonnie lynch said i haven't been able to understand what the entrepreneurial landscape looks like from above and this series is so helpful for that and that's kind of like that ten thousand yep. view ten thousand foot view on this thing that's what i'm so pumped about this this whole thing for one more here from from uh toku Talking about, um, he says, I didn't find clarity until I ran my business for two years mm -hmm. and just kept picking one thing, see, uh, seeing how it went, then pivoting, then pivoting, etc. And I love that. This yeah. idea of like, you have to jump in and you have to do things over time and your thing will grow and change. And, and it happens yeah. very naturally. Yeah. Like as comments start coming in, as you get email subscribers, as you start interacting with them, as you start seeing what they like, kind of this stuff or that's like, that's all, in the several projects that I've gotten off the ground. That's always happened naturally. You know, and um, clarity, I think, is this thing that you are always seeking. It's yeah. kind of like happiness and fulfillment and everything else that you want in yeah. life. So we are always looking for clarity within our business, yeah. despite having been at it for a number of years. Mm -hmm. And we put clarity at the very first part of the roadmap. You know, it's the stage one, because there is a version of clarity you should try to get before you start mm -hmm. working on your business. And that is simply, how should a business be built? Mm -hmm. Who am I serving? And what kind of like, you know, topic in general am I going after? Yep. Uh, and so that's the version of clarity that we're talking about. But yeah. it's natural in stage six to feel like, oh my God, I never realized that. We do that all the time, every quarter Still, or every, every day, month. pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like another thing that I, that I saw in the, a lot of the comments is like, when is, when do I move on to the next step? Like when, right. when do I have enough clarity to kind of go? And, and one of the things I definitely want to continue to reiterate is like, you are not, nobody's going to like, nobody's going to split the, I think I said this in a comment somewhere, like nobody's going to split the sky and like come down. Oh, hold on. I got to find that. I got to find that <laughs> because it was really good. Um, in the meantime, do you have that quote, Barrett, uh, that poem the miners was saying about uh, how he built a quote or, or another uh, quote from them on sort of when to move on to the next stage? So Josh uh, Lehu said something interesting and he said, uh, I think having these checkpoints set up along the way will help to know when it's time to move on. Not that it's an exact science, but I think of it as an MVP of business development. If you haven't at least done these steps in the clarify stage, don't move on. I'm in stage one, as that seems to be the one I bypass most readily. So that's that same sentiment of like, hey, okay, I'm in this stage. I recognize I'm in this stage, but when am I done with this? When do I get to move on from this? Mm -hmm. And I think that was yeah. very common. They wanted this like, gate that they get to walk through and close and say, okay, that chapter's done. Now I get to start a new one. And unfortunately, yeah, we could say, you know, clarity is when you have a whatever, uh, what are those things that you post on the wall? They're like big life-sized humans that yeah, are like fat heads. Yeah. Fat heads. <laughs> you have a fat head on the wall of your ideal audience. And, uh, 
you know, you have a topic picked out or whatever, but that's just not the case. You're going to be, it's going to be cyclical throughout this thing. So maybe we can give some rough targets, but I think more than anything, it's about a feeling of, okay, I've kind of spent some time here. I have a good feeling of what's going on in this stage and now I'm going to move on and keep learning as I go. Well, and I think it depends on which uh, stage you're talking about because some of them, for for example, like your product, you know, you'll, you'll right. know when it's done, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, definitely. Or to move on from money to scale, it's when you've achieved your freedom number, right. right? So some of them will make sense. In terms of clarity, you know, you're going to have to make that decision point for each of the steps underlying clarity as well, mm-hmm. because you're going to, you know, choose a topic or a niche, right? And you're going to define your audience. And for each of those steps, you're going to have this thing: Am I done yet or not? <laughs> yep. And it's kind totally. of a judgment call on your part. We, yeah, this is what I mean. Jamila said. Uh, currently, I feel like there are bits and pieces of my brand and business that are in every stage, from one through four. And Paul said, "Do I need to be really clear on my audience problems before advancing into the next stage, or is a general overview okay?" And to, to Jamila, I replied, "It's totally normal to have things sort of scattered around, or to not know when to move on necessarily. But nobody's ever." going to open the sky and ride in on a golden chariot to deliver you a scroll made of opal and angel's tears that decrees thou art done with stage one clarity trademark <laughs> thou Wait. mayest commence stage two connection trademark oh <laughs> and then she responded that's good to know <laughs> <laughs> what'd you say a unicorn and opal tears <laughs> it's a scroll made of opal and angel's tears oh okay. god <laughs> Uh, but, but the truth is you're not, nobody's going to tell you when you're done with this and like we've said before like like Toku mentioned like you're going to have to just kind of keep going and over time you'll be able to look back and how and and and, and kind of and you get that perspective yep. do you know what I mean and so like right now like recently we just found the vision for this company which might very well be the vision for the for the next like long for the rest of our life mm-hmm. But we've had a few of these before that were very that were clarifying at the time. Yep. And then we we realized that's not all the way it. Yep. Is it? Yep. Um. And then and it that's that's for our company. We've been doing this for a little over. I guess it's been at least three years since we've been since we started working on Fizzle. Yeah. yeah. It's well, not quite, but yeah, just about. coming up on it. Yeah. So I mean, things things are all, and that's with like you know an email list of fifty thousand people and you know two thousand people within Fizzle and like all of this stuff that you know a lot of paying customers all of these things that you might to you feel like wow these guys have made it and to us we're just like man we're in the middle of seeing if this thing can still work Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean that that that, and and to have that perspective now if you would have told me three years ago that you're going to spend the next three years trying to see if this thing's going to work yeah i would go like what do you mean that doesn't sound good at all but the truth is there's a bunch of rewarding things happening throughout and someone mentioned in the comments uh reminded me of a time in the one of the episodes where i was like the the best thing about this is you get to discover yourself on your business. You discover yourself and the world that you want to serve on your business. Yep. And that is, in some ways, it's why a lot of us, I think, are in this. Mm-hmm. It's not just to make a buck. It's not just to have independence and to create the lifestyle that I want. But it's also because like, I'm not finished becoming something yeah. and creating. To and, me, you know? building a business is almost like uh, traveling the world. Everyone should do it mm. in some way at yeah. some time because you just learn so much about and not yourself. Like, and, and we're not talking about things. like everybody needs to do a VC backed something. No, no, something. No, no. It's just like, yeah, you make, but some, like, jam, make some jewelry. And, yeah. yeah, exactly. And just learn that process of, of getting to know your customers and yep. building something that they actually want. Mm-hmm. One thing that I saw coming up, uh, 
often was this the the challenge of picking a very specific topic or a niche. Um, here's what Emma, Emma Davies says. The thing that resonated with me most was when Barrett said in one of the early stages about picking your audience or picking your niche, you have to do it now, but it won't limit you later. I was so stubborn when I was at that stage. Everyone was telling me to niche down, niche down, but I didn't want to. I had a big vision. I didn't want to be limited. So if someone had told me that I could keep my big vision, but for my first product, I really needed to focus on a specific group of people with a definite uh, want or pain. And critically, I could come back to my big vision in six months. I would have made progress a lot faster to, if I knew that, right? Mm-hmm. And Kaylin Huntress says, I love how you talk about taking one's own massive, complex, three-dimensional personality and reducing it down to one specific point. You know, that's really difficult for lots of people to do. I remember being able to say that because that's something I'd been thinking about for a while. Like, were these like, massive 3D Rorschach, like crazy, creative, spectral yeah. people? And we're like, I need to pick my one topic and my one idea. Well, it's hard. It's you know, always going to be tough. And yet you always, and you don't always have to start there. Like we've talked about, before the in the in the podcast where you know these massive blogs didn't pick a niche quote unquote they, right they did we get into that how they like they did it just doesn't look like they did but also it was a big big broad thing and it took them you know five years to grow to a point where they're like now I don't now I can maybe quit my job right you know mm-hmm. so if you can just allow yourself to give yourself that time well then you can be more, more big general you know? you know what they say you can pick your customers and you can pick your nose but you can't pick your customers nose <laughs> you know. I think that's the first time I've heard that. Terry. Where's the core bomb bell? <laughs> <laughs> I just don't even know where to start with that. So Tim Aton Aton talked about this one too. He said during this step, the problem that I run into a lot is that I don't like to limit myself to one topic. What happens is instead of choosing one, I just start all of the topics that I like, spread myself too thin, and none of them work. Yeah, right. and that's the perfect embodiment of what we're talking about. I mean, yeah. not choosing is a choice. It's a choice to not um, go down a direction that you can at least find an answer to. Because not choosing one topic means you're pursuing all these things at once and you're bound to fail because you don't have enough energy or bandwidth or time or knowledge to pursue or, all of them at once. Or like you aren't able to pull all that together in a coherent way that solves a specific problem that somebody's willing to pay money for. Exactly. And you can do that if you want to. It's going to be frustrating and you may not have a business on your hands, but maybe that's not your point. Right. Maybe you just are trying to find yourself by exploring all these different topics. Right. And that's right. totally a different that's fine you know, too. That's a valid point. Right. But the thing is that, like, oh, keep going. Well, I, I was just going to say, I think it, we get scared of choosing one thing because it does mean you're going to find out whether it can work or not. Right. You know, you do have to pursue it. Up and until that of, point, you're playing business. Exactly. Yeah. And choosing means you have to go test it now mm-hmm. with a group of people. And that's yeah. scary. But the faster you do that, the faster you either find out if it will work, number one, or number two, if it won't, and then you get to come back and choose differently. And like I said, you know, I think we've said this before, but if you're Jay-Z and you get known for music, as he's known in Canada, if you get known for that rap music that he makes, uh, then you can go make a perfume or some shit later. You know what I mean? And and, and please do. I want to know what Jay-Z smells like. You know what I mean? So um, uh, hold on, that, but that last little bit just reminds me of like when you're talking about Tim and like choosing all the things and like not choosing is choosing. It reminds me of that great Henry Ford quote, which is probably a misquote. I don't know, but because it seems like everything from before 1980 <laughs> is a misquote of like well, actually Plato or something like that. Uh, but he says, you know, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. <laughs> and that idea of like not choosing you you've chosen. Yep. That's what makes this so hard. And that's why I want people to understand that this is fun. 
And it's an adventure. I've been in a couple conversations recently. I mean, I've my own personal life, like we've gone through a lot of crap, you know. And one of the things that I, I like that has kind of been a a little trick for me is, uh, well, there's two things. One of them, uh, uh, who's the guy that hosted the Oscars? Um, uh, I married your so I married Carrie Grant. No, uh, recently, recently, oh, recently, yeah, uh, just this year. Who was Mike he? Myers? No, I wish. Uh, keep going, keep going. I don't know. Married your mother show. Uh, 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 oh, uh, Doogie Hauser. Doogie Hauser. Who's Doogie, uh, what's his name? Neil Patrick Harris. Neil yes, NDH. That, right? that was him. Yep. He has a great quote. This helped me a lot. Man, that took a while for us to get to that. <laughs> yeah. right. was like, Let's hear his quote. Who is uh, Neil Patrick Harris? Uh, he says, "When I get sad, I stop being sad and be awesome instead." <laughs> That's been helpful. Wait, what? <laughs> Say that again. It says, when I get sad, I stop being sad and be awesome instead. <laughs> <laughs> That's been really helpful for my life. Uh, but, uh, but then another one is like, you know, when, when, when stuff goes really gnarly or bad, or like if it's, uh, I have a kid, so I have to do a lot of things that I don't naturally want to do. I have a lot of responsibilities. I have to try, like, actually make this mental shift to go like, all right, hold on. Let's put on our little wide-brimmed hat and crack the whip. <laughs> And like I'm Indiana Jones, and we're on an adventure now. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like this is an adventure, yeah. And that's how you can think about this business stuff instead of like I'm gonna be wrong, or I might be right, or like I could really win everything, which means I could be really disappointed if yeah. I lose. Like this isn't a zero sum, like you win or you lose sort of thing. You're gonna have a great podcast and be you know way down on the iTunes rank. That's just gonna happen <laughs> because the life is not fair okay and there's gonna be a lot of crappy podcasts between you and number one and you're gonna be like how the hell is this happening we're talking about a friend here yeah i'm not allowed to look at itunes charts anymore <laughs> you don't want to feel the kind of iniquity that 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 the, the, the impotence the inability to change those things because why is that that's that's the that's the uh the expectations it's it's like that's not a thing to win the thing mm-hmm. to win is is like getting someone to become a badass using the things that you've made yeah that's happening every single day at yes Fizzle, right yeah and trying to keep like there were some old itunes comments i went through that uh talked about like one of the best things about the show is it reminds me how important that mindset is of like m- making my audience a badass. Yeah. Being reminded of that because it is, is like this, this primal thing where we get sucked into, uh, comparison. Like who has the bigger club or something? Right. Do you know what I mean? And like all of a sudden, like who's higher on the charts or who has more email subscribers or who has this? Look at that. Look at that. Uh, what, what did we, what did we write about before? It was the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the how much money you made the, the in the month sort of post. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? We're just like, constantly comparing yourself to people. Yep. So this, this business stuff, this roadmap, this can be an adventure it doesn't have to feel so intense and heavy Mm. that's what i really because like you are a creative interesting amazing person and you could totally do something here you're not going to be you know paul thomas anderson as a film director or or uh name a famous person here i'm like i'm drawing a blank on uh more names that i'm not going to make us recall right now. yeah tony robbins you're not gonna be like the tony robbins you rather be pt anderson or or steven spielberg I don't know. That's a really hard question because E.T. and uh, and a lot of great movies. All right, Michael Bay or P.T. Anderson? I would want to be P.T. Anderson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't you can't put Steven Spielberg in, in boat with with Sorry. with Michael Bay, right? Which Michael Bay can make great movies. I mean, nobody nobody knows how to make monsters like him, uh, like robots. <laughs> Robot. Yeah. <laughs> so, remember that there was a thing on the show a while ago it was monsters versus uh, no it's it a, was robots versus dinosaurs <laughs> oh yeah it was, it was 
deserve robots. Well, and then, there, then there's Caleb's uh, converse, Caleb's comment about how dubstep sounds like Transformers. <laughs> doing Transformers it. doing it. Doing it. <laughs> oh, that's so great. I know. That one was good. I'm surprised we didn't get any of those. Moments. Hey, how awesome oh, were man. those end of show? Uh, they were fantastic. Oh, they were so best amazing. Part. So good. Best part. To best hear part. from you guys. That was so great. Yeah, and thanks for all the love, everybody, on the episode 100 and on the roadmap, all the feedback. It was amazing. It's so good to hear from everybody. Yeah. yeah. All right. This has been a love fest, but hopefully what we like from there, we're able to give a little more like sort of, okay, so as we're thinking about this thing, remember this is, you're fine. You're in a bunch of different places. Everybody is. Okay. Yep. Now you get to know like, okay, how do I, how do I get to, to the next step yep. for me? Whatever the next step is, this is an adventure. It doesn't have to feel heavy. You're not alone in this. You are yep. not alone and you're not, de- you're not defined by what thing you make. You, you know? Yeah. And there's be, just because we call it a roadmap, it's not like the map dictates which path you're going to take yeah. just like when you travel there's no one way to travel it's not like you go to amsterdam first then yeah. paris then yeah. blah 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 you choose the way you're going to go mm-hmm. yeah. and uh and slap your mic around if you, if you feel like <laughs> what you talking to me i mean what i take away from that though that last little part you were talking about chase is uh, what if this were fun what if yeah. this were not just a big stress ball, you yeah. know? And what if it's not that you need to quit your job Aww. tomorrow? What if it can be mm-hmm. a couple years and it's just a, an interesting exploration for you yeah. or an adventure, like you were saying? It doesn't yeah. have to be this miserable, negative process. It's the such whole time. a big, it's weird a- how, like, how the, when you put yourself out there and there's a risk of failure. Mm-hmm. Man, it just everything gets tightened up. Yeah, you but, feel like, but even then, even then, after you do it, and then you go like, "Oh my gosh!" Like they accepted me. Like this is awesome. It's still your shoulders start to creep back up, mm-hmm. and you start to go like uh, over time, and yeah. it take and it's subtle, and you don't even notice it until finally, until you're standing at the computer going like, "I hope I don't screw this up. I know they like me again." And I like I think of our friend friend of the show Adam Clark at the Gently Mad, and I was just emailing with him this morning. I was like, "I haven't heard from you in a while. Are you okay?" Um, and and he's just like always. Always, I think he's uh, so great at what he's do, what he does. He makes this amazing tribe right. around this this kind of personality, and and it's and it's growing slowly but surely over time. But all he can think about are the places where he's sort of failing himself. Yeah, which is cool. Push yourself and, further. And that's but like, common, by the way. You know, yeah. we know a lot of people who are pretty damn su- successful, mm-hmm. and a lot of them are just full of self doubt all the time. Yeah, definitely. And and maybe entrepreneurship attracts those kinds of people, but. You know, and and maybe there's no way to fix it except to be aware of it. You know, yeah, yeah exactly. Say, this doesn't have to be. I mean, I felt that even like in this role at Fizzled, uh, handling all of the customer feedback all the time, every day. There was probably a period of three or six months where it like was really getting to me, and it yeah. was quite depressing yeah. every day. And then one day, I was just like, you know what? I'm, I won't cuss. So you don't have to mark it. It's like screw mm-hmm. this stuff. I'm, I'm not going to worry about. You know what? Darn it! <laughs> Darn <laughs> Damn it! Sugar I'm tired shit. of this. Just. <laughs> and giggles i'm gonna move wait. on <laughs> wait wait sorry i cussed the giggles part was fine <laughs> you know the bad word was shits, right <laughs> and you know that is a bad word no but really you know at some point you just have to wake up and say uh, listen we're doing everything we can here and i'm not going to worry about every negative comment that comes in because if you do that you do you just your muscles get tight and you get so tired of the whole thing and you end up quitting when it's not it's not life or death every well, time you get a negative right. comment from someone. If yep. you're getting a shit storm of negative comments. Ooh, I think you mean a sugar storm. <laughs> a, shoot, <laughs> a shoot storm of negative comments, then you have reason right. to be alarmed. But in our case, the ratio is like one to fifty or something, right? right? right. 
And so you have to kind of see it's again the bigger picture. You right. gotta see mm-hmm. the stream for what it's worth. And yep. you know, for me it was just like I, I added a tag in intercom and it's product feedback. And I tagged every one of those little things with a little whatever the comment was about what they wish we would change. And it was like, okay, cool. That's a way now. Yep. We can yep. come back to yep. that. I'll find that if I need but anyways, to. Okay. Hey, speaking on. to close that out, there's this great quote from Bill Murray. What we're talking about is like we can make this fun and we can be relaxed and instead enjoyable about being sad. in this. <laughs> it's about being sad, and instead of being sad, you just be awesome instead. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but uh, there's this, uh, there, there's that that moment of like this could be fun, this could be a, a fun adventure, even though it's scary. Like I got to make rent, I got to like Adam. Adam is intense. Like he's got a baby on the way, and it's not their first kid, and and they want to make sure that they it's true. They do there's this a lot right. on the line. There's a lot on the line, and even for me, like there's a lot on the line still. But I know this. Bill Murray says, I think the only reason I, I've had the career in life that I've had is that someone told me secrets early on about living. You can do the very best you can. When you're very, very relaxed, no matter what it is or what your job is, the more relaxed you are, the better you are. And that's sort of why I got into acting. I realized the more fun I had, the better I did it. And I thought, that's a job I could be proud of. It's changed my life learning that, and it's made me better at what I do. So for you guys thinking out there, like, you're not going to do your best work. When your shoulders are up at your ears and you're tense and you're like, will they like me or won't they like me? Right. You, the, the dream of this whole thing is that self-actualization is that like, I'm, I'm me and I'm creating this thing and there's this tribe that needs, I have a small and profitable audience. It's not, I'm competing with the biggest of the big and I'm one of them. It's like, I have a small and profitable audience and it, and it provides me my independence and my livelihood. And, and they're, and like, I'm watching them become who they want to be through the things that I'm making, my products or my content or whatever. That's the dream of all of this is that, is that we're, this whole world's a farmer's market now and anybody can make a jam. Did I just wow. drop the mic? Quotable. <laughs> uh, so you could go ahead and click to tweet that. <laughs> Whatever that means. So we made some changes to this. Let's thing. get yeah, let's switch gears. Let's talk about the handful of changes that we made to the roadmap from the feedback. Yeah. And and like And just like perspective for people, you know, we are um heeding our own advice here and the process that we've used before, which is you don't go tinker away on something like this and yep. then reveal it to the world and let everybody bask in your genius. Yep. You put it out there early, get people's feedback, tweak it, put it out there again, yep. and uh, let it evolve over time. And so the roadmap, you know, we tinkered away for a month or so, mm-hmm. um, putting something decent enough together. And then Chase is like, I want to do a podcast series on the roadmap. And I'm like, we're not ready yet. <laughs> and we decided to do it anyway. Yep. And we're really glad that we did because Definitely. now... We've got all this incredible feedback. We've been able to tweak it already. And what we're going to do next is start working with people inside Fizzle mm. on this to say, where are you? What's your next yep. step? How does this feel? See how much progress people are We've making. We've just launched a beta version of some potentially some Fizzle coaching. Exactly. Where we're like, maybe we can have these coaches take people through this roadmap it in a one-on-one. It gives a framework yeah. to use. Yeah. So we're really excited about that. This is still in, you know, in evolution right now, which is awesome. But we've made some tweaks already based on people's feedback and just based on how it felt when we were talking about it yeah. um, and then hearing back from people. So the big the big changes are that we actually um, split out one of the steps into a couple of steps. We uh, actually two of the steps we split out and then we added another step. So so okay, so we're splitting. We're yep. adding. Yep. So uh, the total number of steps now are stages. Stages, yes. Thank is you. Nine, yeah. Yeah. So there are mm-hmm. now nine stages instead of six, and we don't want it to feel overwhelming to people. But when we show you, it's not going to feel yeah, overwhelming right. at all. And the point is that you're able to make progress from one stage to another, 
at a decent clip in the beginning at least. Mm-hmm. It gets progressively harder as you move down yep. through the stages. But at the beginning, we want people to have this sense of accomplishment and we want it to be very well defined what you're doing within each stage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And on the, if you go to the show notes for this episode, fizzleshow.co slash 106, yep. you're going to see the new updated version of the image. It's very clear once you see it. Yep. You just split two different things uh, and then adding one. So tell us what we're splitting yep. in, in order. Okay, cool. So um, clarity and connection <coughs> are still exactly as they were in the mm-hmm. beginning. So stages one and two. Yes. Um, stage three is still planning. Mm-hmm. Okay. So those three are the same. Now, um, in the old version, stage four was build. We kind of split build into almost three different stages. We pulled part of planning out stage three Mm -hmm. into a stage four, and then we split build up into two. So now in the new version... So what happens in planning? Planning from start to end is... So planning in the new version is um, that you are interviewing potential customers, you're researching the competition, you are choosing an archetype for your business... Mm -hmm. You are identifying the specific problem that you think you're going to solve, and you are completing what we call a, a business sketch template, yep. mm-hmm. which is really a one-page business plan. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, so that's all just planning. That's stuff. all planning. You're talking to people, yep. doing research, figuring out what you're going to do. You're going to no, solve no naming, that, no like making a website, no like any of that. We're just kind of like okay, we're steeping in this audience, and we've got we've got a little sketch at the end of it. Yes, a business plan yep. essentially at the end. Then setup. This was in planning before, but mm-hmm. we broke that out. So now stage four is setup. And setup is doing things to get your business ready, which is yeah. um, like uh, finding a business partner, optionally, mm-hmm. naming your company, setting up your business, the legal and the financial stuff, mm-hmm. um, setting up your social media profile, setting up your email list, setting up your website. Yeah. So it's kind of like mechanics. Those that's are the, mechanics. Yeah. Which is, and that's yeah. like the fun part. That's the, like when people sign up at Fizzle, one of my new goals is like, I want to get them to a website like as fast as possible. Just yep. like, just some little cover page or an update to the about page. Just so it's like, wow, I feel a lot better about that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And what feels really great about these first four stages is, man, you can breeze through that stuff from, yep. from clarity to connection to planning to setup. Yeah. Those things, you know, as long as you don't hem and haw and change your mind and, and whatever, which some people do, but yeah. you should be able to move those uh, through those at a pretty good clip. So that's the first four stages. Okay, yeah. now build before was audience and product, and you actually uh, represented it in the image where there were two little yep, icons. Two icons. We just split those out to say okay. there's an audience stage and there's a product stage. Now. Got it. Okay, and those are kind of happening at the they're same like time. Congruent. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So yes. they're in in uh, parallel. Not they similar. are in parallel, mm. and uh, we need to kind of show that somehow. I'll show that on the graph. I'll just, I'll just, whereas everything goes all the way across. Yep. I'll just, there'll be two, two chunks right there. Awesome. So the idea is like, hey, we acknowledge product and audience are companions, but they're not the same thing. Mm-hmm. And breaking them out separately helps you in your mind place that they're two different processes in some ways, but they're tied together. Yeah, and a lot of people yeah. uh, had feedback or questions around, you know, should I build my product or my audience first? Mm-hmm. And we hear that inside of Fizzle all the time. We've actually done uh, an episode of the podcast about it. There's no right answer. I have a preference, which is to do them in parallel, but to start on the audience side a little bit before you start the product side. But, you know, there are examples of businesses that do it all kinds of different ways mm-hmm. and it works just fine. Yeah. Um, but the point is, after you release a product, you still have to find the audience in order to see if they want to buy it or not. Right. And it just feels a lot better if you have that audience kind of ready-made when the product hits the ground. Totally. So 
uh, in the graph, clarity and connection kind of in my mind happen in parallel as well. Mm. Okay. Um, and that's kind of how I have my version of the graph drawn. Mm-hmm. And then audience and product happen in parallel. Nice. Okay. Now down towards the further reaches. So after you've um, built re- your audience, keep reaching lower. <laughs> after you've built your audience and built your product <laughs> to my toenail. Um, what? Why did you have to make it so disgusting? <laughs> <laughs> I love how that just backfired on you. Yeah. You just you nailed a great dad joke, yeah, and ended up being the grossest thing in the world. Oh man! If only you could have seen Chase's like facial expressions throughout that entire so, thing. So judging, Woo. such judging. So judging. Meanwhile, he was talking about some nether regions. Yeah, doesn't need to be said. I just said reach lower. Yep. Yep. So okay, stage six. Okay, so uh, we're on to stage six now. In the old version of the roadmap. We had uh, stage five and stage six were money and then scale. Uh-huh. And the point of money is you go from releasing your product to the world to release the Kraken <laughs> to getting to your freedom number, which is when you can support yourself and yep. um, and earn a living independently. Then we moved on to scale, and Barrett and I had a bunch of conversations uh, when you were in Mexico. We headed over to a friend's cafe mm-hmm. and we had a long talk about it. Real casual, and we coffee. started. We started, um, you know, part of the process here is to run a bunch of different scenarios through the roadmap in our minds to say, well, what about so-and-so and yeah. their business? Yeah. How does that fit? And mm-hmm. how did that, did they go through these stages? And, you know, knowing people that we've worked with, that we've coached, mentored, and people who have been in Fizzle, we noticed there was a little bit of an issue there because there are a lot of businesses that never truly get to scale. Mm-hmm. Scale is a thing that happens when you become Airbnb or mm-hmm. you become Groupon yeah. and your business takes off and it becomes huge mm-hmm. and you're pouring resources into it as fast as you can. Yeah. And really there's this other thing that happens to a lot of businesses. And this is where I think 99% of the businesses in Fizzle will end, which is what we're now calling the growth stage. Okay. And growth is after your freedom number, but before you get to true scale mm-hmm. or product market fit. Yep. So it's almost like scales like this bonus thing down at the bottom for it is. like the 2% of companies, 1% of companies that end up getting there. Exactly. So really growth is kind of the last, um, cause most of us stage. are building what, what these VCs would, would, uh, you know, s- sort of s- scoff at as a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Business. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. And that's like what small business has been, at least in America yeah. forever. That's yeah. what building yeah. a business is. By the way, did actually. you guys hear the last episode of Startup, the the, the end of the no. first season? Yes. It was really good. Yeah. With, uh, it was a great episode. If you haven't listened to it, uh, even if you haven't been listening to the podcast called Startup, uh, it was really good. I, I'm trying to remember exactly why, but I remember they talk, like Chris Saka was talking about, like, if you want to build a lifestyle business, that, 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 that's, but we're, I, I invested because I want to make this. You yeah, know, for yeah, a different yeah. reason. Exactly. You know so, I mean? so in in our roadmap for a VC to want to invest in your business, they would have to believe that you're going to get to scale eventually. Yeah, right. Because a growth business or a business that gets to the growth stage could, you know, it could earn seven or even yeah. eight figures. Yeah, and keep and keep ten people like like gainfully employed with a lot of uh, salary pay and all exactly. that other stuff. Mm-hmm. You could you could argue that Tony Robbins, you know, yeah. or that level of business right. is really a growth kind of business. Definitely. It's not necessarily a VC scale level. Which business. is almost like it sounds like what it's almost like grow and sustain growth because the sustainableness of it is a is like an inherent quality of it. Whereas scale is like it's not enough. It's not enough. It's not enough. It's not enough. It's never enough. It's never yeah, enough. Yeah, scale is enough. like warp 
speed and you don't know if the ship is going to like yeah. rattle apart, you yeah, know? Exactly. Um, growth is, can be more cautious. Uh-huh. It's very open ended. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not in a hurry to get anywhere because you don't have investors who are expecting you necessarily yeah. to sell. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can, you could get to scale without investment as well. That's possible. Yeah. But most businesses are probably going to want to take investment. Because scale requires a lot. So as, of I'm, as you're talking about this, I'm thinking about uh, one of the one of the companies we always admire, and it comes up when we're ever talking about companies that we admire. It's Mailchimp, mm-hmm. bootstrapped. Yeah, and now and, and all the way up to the, not only is it a product that we love to use, yeah, but uh, but it's used by so many people. Now, don't confuse not raising venture capital for meaning that you're not in scale. Because yeah. I think Mailchimp is at scale. Yeah, um, and I think Mailchimp is probably at the point where, and in some ways, these are a little bit arbitrary. Like, when are you at growth and when are you at scale? But it is nice because I think, yeah, as I was to think, as we were talking about scale, it was always like I don't see a lot of these entrepreneurs that we're working with wanting to get to there yep. but i love that we're still talking about it because it's an important step to see yeah to realize like and now i love that we have this growth stage ahead of it going like you know what you don't have to go to there right and you don't you can build a business that goes like that and then you go scale it's almost like oh okay yeah scale. davies left the perfect comment on this today okay. so this is excellent because she asked this exact question she said um the sixth podcast was very interesting especially the questions about whether i actually want to scale Yes, I want to scale to a degree, but I don't want to lose the personal interaction, which is a common problem, I think. There's a lot of information out there about starting a business, but every every little thing about scaling, this would tempt me back into fizzle. Oh, but very little about scaling. This would tempt me back into fizzle. What different models are there? How to outsource? What if I don't want to be the next MailChimp? What other options are there, and what could my next steps be? Yeah, so that's I think really, this gets right at the That's really what that. that growth stage yeah. is. Mm-hmm. So to me, MailChimp is at scale because they are the leader in yeah. their space. Mm-hmm. So if you have a potential to become the leader in your space, yeah. then you have a shot at getting to scale. Yeah. Um, but there are so many businesses that are incredible that are just you know players in a space and and they're going to continue to grow, yeah. but they're never going to start to become the black hole that consumes everything in their space. Sure, yeah, I like that, and I think that's a, that's that's more than just like a, a semantic. It's it's helpful. It's yeah. helpful to see like that growth is a thing. Then one of the challenges is like you need to see that you're going to be in that growth stage for a really long time because a well, lot forever. Of, I mean, a lot might of, be the end. I mean, because businesses are a little bit like sharks and that they kind of have to keep moving, right? You know what I mean? I've I've been thinking about that a lot and just going like wondering like is that true? Well, so you really people, have to, you know. Yeah, that's and I think that's why. It's yeah. because yep. like we want to change. We we like you you will change before your body's mm-hmm. caught up to it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or vice yeah. versa. Well, there's that um that quote I'm going to totally botch it and forget who it was, but it's about mm-hmm. um Is it when you get sad, you just get awesome instead? Or cuz we already said that one. <laughs> no, it's the one about how um many men uh die in middle age, but aren't buried until oh, 70 yeah. or yeah, something yeah, yeah. like that. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Another Plato quote, I think that was attributed to, 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 <laughs> to Mark Twain. Thomas Edison or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, Thomas Edison quote originally, but Mark Twain is what it got famous for him because yeah. he was a public speaker. But so as a, as a person, you can kind of die and just still go about your days, but not change or evolve. As a business, right. you can't afford to do that because. In a lot of cases, your business will dry up eventually. Yeah, or someone will will be the one that keeps moving, and they'll take over your business, basically. Of course, that's not always the case, and I think most of us end up having really bad experiences with businesses that kind of died and still operate. That's true. Because they just... Yeah, I don't know why. Because you can, you can, you can in some ways. Yeah, you know? it's like some of the it's like the plumbing store down the street might be really terrible, mm-hmm. but they still manage to make true. it. Yep. You know? True. By the way, the quote, uh, <laughs> like, pick a name. Who's it going to be from? It's going to be Mark Twain, Thomas Edison, and Henry Ford, or Benjamin Franklin. Yeah, Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> 
Many people die at 25 and aren't buried until they're 75. Mm-hmm. And I like that. Yeah. I like that. Except for Benjamin Frank was a little bit of a shyster from what I understand. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Good. But I'm for it. I'm for it. I'm yeah, for it. Thanks. So, they had a good time in life. Yeah. <laughs> so that's um, that's the new roadmap. Chase will have a little image there. Yep. Uh, we're not gonna, going to go through all the steps because that would take us nine episodes. Exactly. And um, and we already have. We already have. I mean, the only thing that we've changed here is a little bit of uh, of uh, like m- the setup and audience and product. Those three, the planning, setup, audience, product. Those four sort of together. They were all. We've talked about everything that's already been in we there. No, just a little bit. I want to. I'm glad we pulled out setup from yeah. build. Uh, or I guess we changed. We 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 kind of totally got rid stuff of out of planning and yeah. yeah. But but um. So so the next steps are. The interesting stuff on the roadmap is going to start happening within Fizzle. We're going to work with members through yep. coaches and individually um, and a, as a group to evolve this roadmap. And then eventually this is going to be something that Fizzlers yeah, will have that's access That's why to. we were asking, that's why I'm so adamant about like, give me your feedback. How does this feel? Does this feel like the right thing? Do you feel like you're forced into something that doesn't feel like you? Where are you right now? Yep. Do you feel excited about the next step? Do you feel yep. clear about what it is? Because we want to build this, like we want to build a thing that anybody can kind of plug themselves into and go like, okay, I've got the next, you know, eight to 18 weeks of my business sort of like, I know, I have, I know what I can do mm-hmm. in this. And we can kind of, I want to pull you along it you're not going to feel like you have enough clarity you never will because your clarity will always grow or you'll or you'll have you'll feel like you have way too much clarity and a year from now you'll be like wow i really didn't understand anything that's totally fine you're going to make mistakes we're going to run rough shot over some of it and and because like toku said that you're going to learn as you're doing it and slowly make changes over time or actually quickly make changes over time and you're going to in the end you're going to go like that could have taken me six years and it took me 18 months do you know what i mean yeah. or it took me you know five months yep you know yep this feels good. Uh, a lot yeah. of people, you know, have said they're really happy to see this. Um, they feel like this is uh, like a linchpin, mm-hmm. you know, for the fizzle experience. I I hope that it becomes that. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's going to take us a while to implement this. Yeah, but um, but this is a, a good start. Yeah, I have been Chase Warden Reeves. <laughs> I've been Corbett Barr. I've been Barrett Brooks. You guys were looking like you wanted some more. I was like, no, no, that's it. That's it. That's all you get when Chase decides it's over. He's an insider. So there you have it. Thanks to all of you for such wonderful, amazing feedback on the roadmap and all the kind notes about our 100th episode. We've got a lot more Fizzle Show coming at you in the next 100 episodes, but we really appreciate the kind words. Fizzleshow.co slash 106. All right, that's where you're going to find the updated roadmap image, right? If you haven't seen it yet, definitely go over there. Fizzleshow.co slash 106. Look pretty hard on it. Here's an iTunes review from It's Floody in New Zealand. He, she, it says, It's Floody says, <laughs> What makes this show so great is that I'm actually learning how to become a successful entrepreneur and laughing out loud on my hour long bus ride to work each morning. You know, our goal here is to help you make progress on your business every single week. And if you leave us an iTunes review, it can help other entrepreneurs find this show. So could you leave us an iTunes review? Simply search for the show in the iTunes store and click write a review. It'll be fun. You can maybe say something silly. Okay, that's the roadmap. From here on out, it's going to be a part of what we're doing at Fizzle. Okay, and as I've said before, I really do hope that this helps you take in the bigger perspective, the longer vision, and and that you also can find out how to be more yourself as you create something 
you're proud of. Find care, take care, serve hard, and dig in. Thanks. And I'll talk to you next Fizzle Friday.